This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of It's My Wrestling Podcast. I'm of course, as always, your host Chris Dees, and today's episode is going to be a little Q&A that I put out on Twitter a few days ago. Love doing these Q&As. This is only the second one that I've done, but both times I've had a really good response. It means a lot to me that you guys actually want to, to get my views and my opinions and that you, you know, you, you care what I have to say. That means a lot to me. Um, last time I did this, I had my very good friend Andy join me, but this time I thought I'd go solo. Just get through the questions, make it a little bit shorter because sometimes these things can go on a little bit too long and I really wanted it to be sort of like quick fire. So I've not really had much of a look at the questions. So I've not planned out my answers. So they might be a little bit, uh, bit all over the place, but I'll do my best to, to make them coherent and make some sort of sense. So I'm going to get right into it. When was it? I asked for these literally just yesterday. Like I said, I've had about 15 or 20 responses. So that's really awesome. Uh, pretty cool mix of questions as well. I think they are all wrestling related. Last time somebody asked me if I like Slim Jims and I was like, what the hell is a Slim Jim? So hopefully this time they all, uh, hopefully they're a little bit easier to answer this time. Um, so I'm going to start off with, and please bear with me because I am looking up and down between my phone just to get those questions up. Um, my very good friend Levi asked me, what is my first memory of wrestling? Like what drew me in and what got me invested? Um I love talking about this. I've talked about it many times, um, did a whole episode on it right back when the podcast first started. Um, it was around the time of WrestleMania 17. It's why I resonate so much and connect with WrestleMania 17 so much. Favourite pay-per-view of all time. Um, I think I was like early secondary school, high school age. Um, I was watching highlights of wrestling before school. That was what really got me into it. I don't particularly remember any one wrestler or any one match or any one highlight that drew me in. I just loved what well, I just loved what I was watching. It was different. I'd never experienced anything like it at that age. None of my friends at school talked about wrestling. It was all about Pokemon at the time. That was the craze when I was growing up. Um, and then one day my neighbor, Mark, um, back on VHS, Jesus, that's how long ago that was, back on VHS, like 14, 15 years ago, asked me if I wanted him to record WrestleMania 17 for me. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's check it out, see what it's all about. Um, and yeah, WrestleMania 17, I sat down and watched that video recording and just fell in love from there, never looked back. So Levi, there you go, buddy. Thank you very much for that question. Um, okay, Albert 
Do you think AEW should hire social media people to look over their owner and talent's social posts? So obviously, this has been a topic of discussion, a pretty hot uh, topic of discussion in the IWC the last couple of weeks. Tony Khan and AEW talent putting out some pretty questionable stuff, responding to people maybe in a way that they shouldn't do. Obviously, WWE don't respond at all, which I think is probably the best way to go about it. Uh, Do I think that they should hire people? Yes, but they won't because, and not to slander AW too much because I do like the product, um, they they come across like they think they are Attitude Era WWF. So responding to, to fans, responding to critics, responding to journalists, responding to WWE in this fashion appeals to their fans it appeals to that demographic it appeals to the people who have become jaded by wwe it's aw fans largely are easy to pander to and i don't mean that to be offensive it's just because it's a new company and like i say they've become disillusioned with other wrestling whether it be wwe could be impact could be anything um it's it's quite easy to appeal to them like that um Strange to me, though, if, if that is the case, you know, AEW fans don't like WWE, largely. And yet, when AEW act like WWE or WWF, AEW fans seem to lap it up, so it's a bit weird. Um, so, yeah, I think they should hire people, like a PR team or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but I don't see it ever happening because it gets people talking when they put out these crazy tweets when Tony Khan's losing his mind on Twitter. It gets people talking. It gets AEW trending. You know what I mean? It gets it gets news headlines written about them. And, and that's what they want. As, as a new company, especially, that's what they want. So, um, Albert, thank you very much for that question. It's a great question. Um, I've not had too much to say on it on Twitter. I've tried to keep myself to myself with that one. Okay, uh, three points of articulation. My very good friend appeared on the Quiz My Ass Club one time. Which Ring of Honor stars would you like to see in WWE or NXT, and which would you not like to see there? That's quite interesting in, like, who would I not like to see? Um, I think, like most people, I think we all want to see John Gresham in in the big leagues. I think he's more likely to go to AEW. I'd love to see him in WWE. I'm pretty sure he would skip NXT. I'd be very shocked if he did end up there. Uh, who else is there? Somebody like Roxy, especially now that she's lost the Ring of Honor women's title to Diano Peraza. I think um, I think we could possibly see her in NXT. I think she'd be good to have a little bit of a run there. She's still very young, like around 20, 19, that sort of age, I think. Um, <clears throat> get her used to the way that WWE do things, because Ring of Honor is awesome, but it's obviously a very, very different promotion, very different style of doing things. Um, I'd love to see the Briscoes as well. Uh, WWE's tag division needs a little bit of life injecting into it, but again, I think it's more likely that we see them in AEW because of what we've seen on social media of them mixing it up with FTR. Uh, is there anybody else? Uh, <clears throat> Shane Taylor Promotions, of course, huge fan of STP, had them on the podcast loads of times. Great, great guys. Um, I don't know how well they'd work in WWE. Um, it doesn't help that we've already seen um, Khan appear in uh, in AEW not too long ago. I think it was against Andrade, if memory serves me correctly. Um, I just love to see those guys anywhere. STP are brilliant. They really, they really are. They, they are the complete deal, the, the full package. 
Uh, anybody that I wouldn't want to see? Uh, <clears throat> EC3. I don't want to see him back in WWE because they didn't know what to do with him. And I think since he has changed things up and brought in the um, like the whole narrative angle, that whole character, I think WWE just, again, even more so than ever, wouldn't know what to do with him. Like, he looked like a star. He talked like a star. He had all the charisma. He had enough charisma for a whole roster of wrestlers, and they still didn't know what to do with him. So, you know what I mean? I think he would be an, uh, just just another waste again. Uh, wouldn't mind seeing Mike and Maria come back, actually, but I think they're more likely to, to go around like your impacts and your NWAs, your MLWs, places like that, and then lend their expertise and their their experience to somewhere like that. So awesome. Three points. Thank you. That might have been Jamie from three points. I'm not sure, but thank you very much for the question. Brilliant question. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Totterdale, long, long time fan of the podcast. What's been the best wrestling show you've been to and why? Really short, really sweet answer. Nice and easy. Uh, SummerSlam 2018 weekend. The one and only time that I've been to a show in the States. One and only time I've been to the States, in fact. Um, it was my birthday weekend. It was an incredible treat for me and my wife before we had kids. Um, or just, just awesome. Like just, just to be there, to be a part of it. I got to see what was basically the birth of the man for Becky Lynch, because she turned on Charlotte at that show at the end of the triple threat. Um, there were some questionable decisions on that card, but just being there, the atmosphere, the excitement, getting to be in an American crowd, and seeing the way that you guys like enjoy your your shows very different to the UK. Obviously, we've got a very different energy. Everybody always says that the UK crowds are the best, but it was really cool to experience that. Um, and the night before, we went to take over Brooklyn as well. It's really hard to separate the two. Every match was great at Brooklyn. I got to witness um, John Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, my, one of my favourite rivalries of all time, favourite NXT rivalry, certainly. So just, just a magical weekend, absolutely incredible. So it's really hard to separate the two. So I would say SummerSlam 18 weekend. I'm going to cheat a little bit there. Uh, Ryan, thank you very much for the question, buddy. Really good to hear from you. We have Yin's Wins. If you could manage any wrestler or wrestlers in any promotion, who and why? Ah, okay. <clears throat> Needs to be somebody who, who needs a, a manager. Uh, the first... When I, when I think of somebody who needs a manager, like Cesaro always pops into mind, but I'm, I'm over Cesaro. I think he's overrated, to be honest. And I know that's another conversation for another day. I don't think he's underrated because so many people rate him. I think he's a bit overrated because of how many people rate him. But like I say, that's for another time. Um, <clears throat> the next person who comes to mind, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, his intercontinental title run has been woeful. Um, no fault of his own. They just don't know how to book him. They can't be bothered to put him on pay-per-views and defending the title. Last time it was defended was WrestleMania of last year. So you're coming up to a year. It's been like nine months. That's shocking. The IC title is my favourite title. Such a long, prestigious history. I, I can't believe the way that they're treating it. The last time it was relevant was when The Miz was Intercontinental Champion. So a couple of years ago, maybe like two or three years. Um, I think Nakamura needs somebody... <clears throat> who can talk just to take him to that next level. Um, Sami Zayn tried his best when we had the artist collective with Cesaro involved as well, funnily enough, talking about Cesaro. Um, yeah, I just, I, Nakamura has all the talent in the world, all the skill and the ability in the world. I think he just needs somebody who can really focus on talking because obviously Sami is still an incredible wrestler. 
Um, if he could have someone like a Paul Heyman, maybe not necessarily Paul Heyman. I think that would be a bit too obvious. And Heyman, I don't know how well Heyman would do with a foreign wrestler. Obviously, we've seen him work wonders with like CM Punk and he tried with Cesaro and obviously Brock Lesnar and Roman, incredible work with Roman. Don't know how well that would adapt to an Asian wrestler. But yeah, I think I would go for, for Nakamura just because I'm such a big fan and I'd love to see more from him and for him. I think he's brilliant. So <laughs> Yin's wins. Thank you very much for that, buddy. Uh, okay, Johnny G. Was Bray... <clears throat> Sorry, was Bray Wyatt really released from WWE or was it a swerve and he returns as Wyndham at the Royal Rumble? <clears throat> Where do you start with this one? <clears throat> I love Bray Wyatt um, and I'm glad that he took some time away. I do like to think that it was all very mutual and WWE have just said, look, take some time off. I know you're dealing with some stuff. Obviously, the passing of Brody Lee, John Huber hit Bray really hard. We know that. Um, and he wasn't wasn't coping with his death particularly well. Um, I don't think it'd be the end of the world if he if he stayed away for a little while more and did just did some other projects. I know that he's um, directing a movie. I've not heard any more about that since like a few months ago when we heard about it. Um, Bray's incredibly talented, incredibly creative and incredibly clever, passionate man. Um, but if he was to come back this soon, like uh, what's, what's he going to do that's different? You know, where what more avenues can you take that character? Would the fiend just come back? Would the cult leader just come back? I know he's very creative, but I just don't know what more there is that he can do within the confines of WWE at the moment. I would prefer to see him somewhere like Impact. If they were to just push the boat out, spend all the money in the world they can to bring someone like Bray in, maybe bring Braun Strowman in as well. You know, a couple of big hitters. If Impact ever want to make a mark and move on from, from you know, the, the consistent level of not really achieving that they have done the last few years. And I'm a big Impact fan, so I don't mean that as slander. Um, yeah, they need, they need to do something. They need to do something special, bring in a really big name. And Bray, I mean, the wrestling community lost its collective mind when he was released. So, you know, I, I, I don't think there's any bigger name out there at the moment that's been released other than like Keith Lee or Killer Cross, Karrion Cross. No, Bray is still like two, three times the name that those guys are combined. So, yeah, that, that's what I'd like to see. Will he come back at the Rumble? I don't think he will. Um, and I, like I say, I don't particularly want him to. So, Johnny, thank you very much for that, my friend. Trote Goat Gaming, with the current rosters in mind, would I like WWE to continue the brand split? And would I like to see AEW start one? I think WWE need to keep the brand split. I think if you were to combine both rosters, <coughs> you run the risk of constantly seeing Roman you know I love Roman what he's done these last couple of years has been incredible but I don't need to see him on Raw as well as Smackdown I you know there, we've we've seen so many wrestlers not utilized like I can't remember the last time we saw Finn Balor do anything anything meaningful since since coming back to the main roster he obviously had the match against Roman but since moving to Raw there were rumours that he was going to slot into Drew McIntyre's position as like the top babyface. We've not really seen that. I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's an injury. I don't know. But I think if you if you combine them, <clears throat> you, you just run the risk of overexposure for the same wrestlers. You're just going to see so much of Drew, so much of Roman. Yeah, you'll get fresh matchups. You'll get fresh rivalries. That's cool. That's great. Um, 
but like how does it affect pay-per-views as well like are you gonna are you gonna see if i don't know how to word this but you can't you couldn't have roman go over to raw for long enough to build a rivalry of somebody there which would then happen i don't know let's say money in the bank or elimination chamber whatever it might be and then just having pop back over to smackdown for a month for a month and a half to build for the next paper for you because then you've taken away from whatever show he's been on for that last month like it just makes sense to me to keep separate rosters um but just balance them out a bit better you know it doesn't help that drew's been injured so smackdown has been hurt a little bit by that jeff hardy being released obviously didn't help but even before that in the draft SmackDown just got the short end of the stick. They got some great big names, don't get me wrong, and I would say that their mid-card and tag division is probably stronger, but in the main event scene, they were, they're they really, really lacking. I'd say the, the women's division is probably... They're probably about even on both shows. Um, yeah, so so move, moving on to AEW, I think they need a brand split. They are... I was going to say slowly, but they are very quickly approaching WWE in terms of how many wrestlers they have signed to their roster. Um, they have one main show, and that, which I guess you would compare to probably probably Raw. I know Raw isn't the A show anymore, but in terms of like length of show. And then you've got Rampage <clears throat> on a Friday, which is like an hour long. So that's, that's, that's not much time at all to, to really develop much. You only get like three or four matches at most. And then you've got two YouTube shows. They've got like 150 wrestlers off the top of my head. The last time I counted, it was like 120 or 130, something ridiculous over one main show, one sub show and two short YouTube shows. WWE, yes, they've got a lot of talent, but they've got a lot of TV time as well. They've got a lot of shows. They've got obviously Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Um, You've got Main Event. You've got 205 Live. There's there's lots of there's lots of potential to get those wrestlers on on TV, lots of potential to get eyes on them. And most weeks you do tend to see a bit of a mix. You do tend to see a lot of different people being used. AEW, AEW, you see like the same 20 to 30 guys and girls just on TV every week. You know, unless you unless you unless you really, really count dark, where you see loads of names that you haven't seen for ages losing to more established names. Like that that doesn't do anything for me. Maybe that's just me personally, but it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't count dark and elevation in the conversation at all. They, as far as I'm concerned, they've got dynamite and they've got rampage. Three hours to showcase like 150 wrestlers just isn't enough. They need to do a proper split. Maybe increase rampage by an hour, two two hour shows. Give them their own sort of like vibes and personalities. Give give the show its their their own feels. And just go from there. I think it, I think it would benefit them. Though. Obviously, they would probably have to introduce some more titles. I don't know how that's going to work, but hey, I don't know. I'm not going to get too far into that because that's a whole extra episode. Uh, Choke Go Gaming, thank you very much for the question, my friend. Very very good question. Uh, <clears throat> Bama Slam, I'm a very good friend, Bama Dave. Recently on the Pat McAfee show, Goldberg said he has only one match left on his WWE contract. No matter if you love him or hate him, if you could book his final retirement match. Who would be his opponent and why? Don't even really have to think about this one, to be honest. It'd be Big E. Uh, Big E was screwed over in the in what happened recently with Brock taking the title from him. I wasn't upset by it. I was glad that it happened, I'll be honest, because I love Big E. I love New Day so much, but his title run just didn't do anything for me. 
it was it was just okay. You know, quality of opponents wasn't really there. Quality of programs or feuds wasn't really there. Not his fault. Um, yeah, I think I think it would make sense for Big E versus Goldberg. It would help get a, a spotlight back on Big E. I don't know. It depends. Would Goldberg win that match because it's his last match? I like to think Big E would. Big E has made it very clear over time that he would love to face Goldberg. He was his favorite wrestler growing up. I think I think that would just be really cool to have Big E sort of like put him on the shelf forever, put him into proper retirement. Um and put, put a spotlight back on Big E and help maybe get him back up the card, get him back into the main event scene after a little while of being out of it. Maybe maybe take him away like they did with Drew because he was there for so long. Give him some mid-card feuds, give him a couple of marquee feuds away from the title and then slowly bring him back into the picture. I think that would be really cool. So, Dave, thank you very much, my friend. Uh, Mike, out of all of the talent in NXT now, <clears throat> who do I think will have the biggest impact in 2022 on the main roster? I think it's hard to look anywhere other than Ron Breaker. Really, it depends what they decide to do with his title run, if he's going to have a long title run before coming up to the main roster. I I get a feeling it might be quite a short title reign, um, maybe a couple more defences. Who would he drop it to, though? Maybe somebody like Von Wagner, not not really keen on him, I'll be honest, but I can't really think of many other people over there. I'd love to see Pete Dunne as NXT champion, bring Ron Breaker up to the main roster um, and then start off slowly with him. I think it'd be a really bad idea to just go, boom, here's Ron Breaker, win everything. I think, I think you want to be giving him a few decent squash matches against maybe some... Not jobbers, not not local talent, but maybe like your your Akira Tazawas and and your Rick Boogs and guys like that who are at least known and somewhat credible. Um, maybe put him in in a, in a mid card feud with somebody like like Dolph Ziggler. That'd be great. That'd be a great way to introduce him and put him in there with somebody dependable and reliable like Dolph, who could make him into a real star on the main roster. Because uh, I think he's got everything. Bron Breaker. Um, <clears throat> only other name I can think of other than Bron is probably Grayson Waller. You know, giving him giving him such a huge moment and feud against someone as incredible as AJ Styles, one of the greatest ever. You know, that that shows that shows that they they've they've got future plans for Grayson. Um he's a great heel, really good, like conniving, slimy heel. I think he's the Miz, but he can wrestle. Um, and anybody who knows me knows how much I love the Miz, so that is not me trying to offend the Miz in any way. <clears throat> but he, yeah, he reminds me of a more talented Miz. Um, so I think a bit of a run on the main roster around the mid card, US title, intercontinental title sort of picture. I think that'd be really good for Grayson as well. Uh, so, Mike, thank you so much for that question. And then another Mike, my good friend, Mr. Mike Nunn. If I had the pencil, what would I like to see main event night one and two of WrestleMania this year? Um, <clears throat> I would delay Bobby Lashley versus Brock and I would make that happen at Mania. Um, I think it's a, a big enough dream match to happen at WrestleMania. Uh, probably on, probably has to be on the first night. No disrespect to them, but I think whatever Roman is involved with is probably going to be the night two main event. What would Roman be involved with? On night two, though, if you take out Brock and you take out Lashley, it would have to it would have to be the likes of depends what happens in the Rumble, obviously. But you've got Seth, you've got Kevin Owens knocking around, you've got Big E still around. Don't really know what I do for Roman because everything's starting to feel a little bit samey 
with Roman. You could, it depends who wins the Rumble because you could have them go from show to show. Somebody from Raw could go over to SmackDown and challenge him. Um, mm, yeah, it's a tricky one. Or do you bring somebody up from NXT? Is that too soon? I really don't know is the answer to that one. I think night one's pretty easy. I would I would make Brock versus Bobby, but I don't really know what I'd do for night two. There's too many, there's too many like tangibles. There's too many, there's too many things that can affect it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna duck out of that one, Mike. Sorry, I'm not 100 percent sure, buddy. <clears throat> My very good friend Aaron, wrestling by Woolridge. Uh when was it that I became a wrestling fan? Was it a moment or a particular show? Unfortunately, like I said, I've already answered that one right at the start. WrestleMania 17, watching wrestling before school growing up. Um, yeah, it just, I had no idea what it was and it just hit me like a brick. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is for me. This is for life. In 20 years time, I'm going to start a podcast about it and interview some wrestlers. Okay, Vaz. Oh, another one that I've already answered. How would you book Bron Breaker's main roster debut? I think I would have him, like I say, yeah, squash, squash a few guys, um, go straight into the mid card, probably go for the US title, maybe. Oh, Bron versus Damian Priest. Now, that'd be good. Um, SmackDown probably need him more, so put him on SmackDown against Nakamura. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Aura for the IC title in, in that scene. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, because I wouldn't want him to go straight to the top of the card. I know Vince is going to love him because he's a Vince guy. He's big, he's muscly, he's intense. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I said earlier on, yeah, that's how that's how I would uh, that's how I would introduce Bron Breaker to the to the main roster. Uh, bot spots and chair shots. Do you think there is a difference between pro wrestling and sports entertainment? Um, no, I think they go hand in hand. I I love pro wrestling. I also love sports entertainment. I've watched WWE for oh, 20, 20 plus years. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it's all and even before they put the, the the letter E in there instead of the F. It was it was sports entertainment. It was always about the storyline, it was always about the nonsense. You know, the mid-90s when I first started watching the Attitude Era, sure as hell wasn't about the wrestling. 
You know, the wrestling, if you compare it to, to these days, these days wrestlers are so, so much better, more athletic. Um, <clears throat> what they can do in the ring is infinitely better than what they did in the Attitude Era. A lot of the, a lot of the coolest moments that happened in the Attitude Era were people throwing each other off of things or hardcore spots, hardcore moments, you know, big bumps and things like that. Think about TLC2, one of my favourite matches of all time. It, it wasn't the most athletic of matches. It was just men hurting each other. Everything else was story. So it's always been about the sports entertainment for me. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important to have pro wrestling separate to sports entertainment. Um, look at Ring of Honor, very much pro wrestling. Look at Impact. They're a really good mix of the two. AEW, mm, sort of a mix of the two, maybe leaning more towards the pro wrestling side a little bit more. Um yeah, I think there, there there is there is a difference, but if you're looking at just WWE, I, I I don't I don't think it's fair to say that WWE is not pro wrestling. Um, what the guys do in the ring, everything after, like everything outside of the ring, is sports entertainment. What they do in the ring is shit that none of us would in a million years ever be able to dream of being able to do. Like ninety nine percent of us, that is pro wrestling to me. It is <clears throat> two big dudes hurting each other, going out there entertaining each ent entertaining the fans entertaining everybody at home entertaining the crowd um <clears throat> and wrestling each other i really hate it when people say that that it's that it's not pro wrestling anymore um times change things change audiences change you know uh, networks want different things if wwe put out a product that had no entertainment value to it none of the story none of the nonsense none of the stupid fun stuff none of the 24 7 title stuff like <clears throat> if it was just straight up boring plain old mat wrestling they wouldn't be paying billions of dollars for it they wouldn't be asking for three hours of it on usa it's it just it just wouldn't it wouldn't appeal to kids and you know when did you fall in love with wrestling i fell in love with it when i was a kid i don't think there's many people that fall in love with wrestling when they're 30 you know so that's 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 where I stand on it. Um, thank you, Botch Botch. Great question, Andrew Brewer. Oh, okay, you've cheated a little bit, buddy. You've asked five questions. <laughs> Let's get through these. Which match has Meltzer, <clears throat> good old Uncle Dave, overrated or underrated the most? Okay, so straight away off the top of my head, I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't give TLC two five stars, which is criminal. Uh, there's loads of great matches he didn't give five stars. Um, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3. I don't think that was five stars either. So I'm going to go with both of those. Correct me if I'm wrong. One of them might have got five stars. I get a feeling Macho Man Steamboat may have done. <clears throat> but they're, they're sticking in my head for some reason. I seem to think that they didn't. What match has he overrated? <clears throat> I think we all know the answer to that. Um, was it Full Gear? Not too long ago, just a few a few short months ago, where uh, like the super click, I can't even remember what it was, man. It was either a 3v3 or 4v4. Uh, that got like four and a half stars. Um, what else was on that card? Inner Circle. I, Inner Circle versus American Top Team. I'm pretty sure that got like four stars or four and three quarter stars or something. Let's just narrow it down and just say, a lot of what happens in AEW. Yes, he has got a bias towards it. We, we all know that. There's, you, you can't deny it, even as an AEW fan. I'm sure there's loads of AEW fans who don't like Dave Meltzer, no matter how much he sucks them off. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so really, really simple answer there. 
He overrates a lot of what AEW do. There is still a lot of what they do that is incredible and deserving of five stars, deserving of more than five stars. Omega versus Danielson, both matches, incredible. Um, <clears throat> right, next question from Andrew. Who has had a bigger influence on wrestling, Paul Heyman or Eric Bischoff? Hmm. <clears throat> Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, I think. Eric Bischoff ran a wrestling company. Vince McMahon ran a wrestling company. And they went head-to-head, -head and Bischoff obviously won. WCW won for 83 weeks in a row before letting it slip. But really, like, what, what more did he do other than just running a wrestling company? You know, I know we had the wars, we had the NWO and all that kind of stuff, but it was, it, it was, it was a similar product to what WWE were putting out. Uh, WWF, sorry, at the time. Paul Heyman <clears throat> broke the mould did something truly different and groundbreaking. ECW was fresh. It was new. It was different. It was exciting. It was dangerous. We'd never seen anything like it before. Certainly not on TV anyway. Um, so I think that's, that's a pretty easy one for me. I would say Paul Heyman, he, um, he gave chances to wrestlers who probably wouldn't have got those chances in WCW or WWF at the time. And they probably wouldn't have had the careers that they went on to have in WWE, in WWF afterwards, you know, like when um, when they had their own god awful version of ECW, those guys got chances. Like, would would the Sandman have ever ended up in WWF or WWE? Absolutely not. Even as a fan of him, absolutely not. There's a few guys there who probably would have, like Tommy Dreamer, Rob Van Dam, obviously Taz, guys like that. But the vast majority, Balls Mahoney. You know, guys like that, Sabu might have done, um, but a lot of them wouldn't have been on WWF's radar, WWE's radar at all. So, yeah, I think Heyman, I think Heyman did more. Uh, the hottest free agent in wrestling today. Hmm. <clears throat> it's hard to look outside of Bray because wherever Bray goes, it's going to get eyes on, on the company. It's going to get people talking. Uh, Keith Lee is a, is a big one, but he's become a little bit troublesome. Since he since he left WWE, talking a lot of crap about them, can't keep them out of his mouth, even though he's saying that that well, basically that he hates them. Um, I don't think we're going to see Karrion Cross wrestle for a big promotion again, so I don't think I'd count him. He's going down like the acting and movies route, the Hollywood route. Um, yeah, I think I think it's hard to to say anybody other than Bray. There's a lot of great wrestlers out there, um, younger than Bray, and who can do more in the ring than Bray. Like you've got people like, um, well, all of Shane Taylor promotions, Dan Housen, uh, John Gresham, you know, like I said earlier, but I think for what Bray would bring to a promotion, like I say, it's hard to look, look any, any further than Bray. Uh, Favourite wrestling autobiography. I'm going to be really boring here and say that I don't really read. I've, I've had wrestling autobiographies. I've had Eric Bischoff's. I've had a Paul Heyman one, but I've never read them. Um, I've had Chris Jericho one as well. I just, I, I, I like to buy books, but I don't like to read them. It's just like, oh yes, look at my nice book collection. It's all wrestling or football, UK, soccer. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I just don't have the time to read, unfortunately. Um, if I could go back and interview any deceased wrestler, who would it be? This is an incredible question and a very hard one to answer because there are so many. My mind instantly jumps to guys like Eddie Guerrero, but I think for quality of um, quality of interview, 
got to be Dusty Rhodes. Imagine the stories he would have to tell. You know, the, you only ever hear good things about Dusty. I don't think I've ever read a single unkind word written or, or said about him. Um, I think he'd just have so many amazing stories to share, stories from on the road, all the training that he's done, really like old school stories as well. Um trying to think of any others mean gene would be a pretty cool one as well um and like i said eddie but yeah dusty roads 100 andrew thank you for the five questions buddy managed to get through them fairly quickly um steve at scw my good friend this is <clears throat> right i answered him i answered steve when he when he commented this question of if i was a wrestler what song would i choose to be my entrance theme and why and i said yes love the question and i already know the answer and then i had a bit more of a think about it and now I don't know the answer anymore because there's so many that um, you could choose because obviously like wrestlers themes tend to be on loop, tend to be like a certain like, like section segment of the song on loop. So that opens up so many more possibilities. At first I was thinking Slipknot before I forget. Then I started to think Metallica's cover of Whiskey in the Jar, um, Degenerates by A Day to Remember. Uh, I would probably lump for something by Papa Roach. They've already got a, a great relationship with with wrestling, obviously doing done loads for WWE in the past. You'd want something a bit punchy, something with a bit bit of energy. I love um loved when they did the raw intro uh, to be loved. Great song. So some, something along them lines. So I'm not going to be super specific, but I will say Papa Roach. 100%. Something by Papa Roach. Maybe Papa Roach Dying to Believe. Go check out Papa Roach Dying to Believe. Awesome song, recently released. Okay, then. My good friend, Book Jambase. Where would I like to see Mustafa Ali? Oh, man. This whole Mustafa Ali thing. I'm really happy that he asked for his release because <clears throat> myself and the guys that I talk to in group chats all the time, we love Ali. Like, he's... He's the whole package and he's never been allowed to show it. Like, really, it's been bugging me these last couple of days when people are saying, oh, they put him in retribution and he couldn't make retribution work. Find me somebody that could have made retribution work because when when they first debuted and they started doing all, like, the attacking the, the things outside, attacking the truck, attacking, you know, like, ripping the arena apart and all that kind of stuff, I loved it. I was really excited by it. I love a bit of carnage, a bit of chaos. Um <clears throat> It fell, it fell flat on its ass way before Ali was, was involved, let's be honest. Um, Ali did the best that he could to try and save it, and I think he did a somewhat good job. Um, but it, it was a sinking ship. Like I said, I don't think anybody could have, could have saved Retribution because Twitter got their hands on Retribution straight away and shat all over it. And as much as we like to say that the company don't, don't listen to the fans, they do. I think it's pretty obvious that they do because we've seen things like uh, the Yes Movement and Kofi Mania and these and, and give divas a chance. You know the, the the famous hashtag. These things start on social media, so the company are seeing what we're saying. They are listening. You know they're listening to trends. They're listening to themes. Um, <clears throat> I'm really I'm really glad that he asked for his release. Where would I like to see him go? I don't know. It's a tough one. Um, there's lots of great potential homes for him. I don't, I don't want to see anybody go to AEW. I want to see them use who they've got better. I would have said Ring of Honor because of the matches he could have had there, but obviously they're on hiatus now. 
I don't think he suits going around the indies. I don't, I just don't feel like he's that kind of wrestler. So I think that leaves me just with impact. Um, <clears throat> put him straight into the X division. Imagine what he could do in the X division straight away and then give him a world title run. Ali is incredible, man. He's got charisma. He's got a great story. He's a good guy. He's fighting for something and for his family in real life. You know, he's, he's passionate about the business. He's passionate about putting across ideas. Uh, he's a very creative guy. Obviously, he put across the, the idea of, of the, uh, the whole like political campaign thing that was centered around race and being held down by Americans. I appreciate why they didn't do that, but I think it would have been a real missed opportunity, especially if he did it as a heel. I think that could have been a lot of fun. That could have been really, really, really good. But I also can see why it wouldn't have gone down particularly well with a certain amount of fans, you know. But I'll, I'll leave that one there because it's a bit of a bit of a sticky situation. Um, what do I think the future holds for him? I think we eventually see him back in WWE. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not at all. Cool. So thank you for that, my friend. Okay, on to the final question. I got through these really quickly, actually. Thank you, guys. These have been a lot of fun. I didn't realize it's flown by. Um, so Dio. Oh, I'm, this this is a good one to save for last because it might take a bit longer. <clears throat> what are your picks for each next championship by the end of this year? So 2022 for my favorite promotion. Well, I'm gonna say WWE. It's it's my favorite promotion. Um, so what who I assume that means who are my picks? For for the next person to hold for each next championship by the end of this year, right? So who do I think is going to be holding the title by the end of this year? I'm going to say who I think will be and who I want to be as well. So, okay, let's go down one side of the roster. Let's go for Raw first. So you've got the WWE title, assuming the title stay on on the shows that they're on at the minute. WWE title, <coughs> Kevin Owens. Uh, just one of my favourite wrestlers. He can do it all. I'm so glad that he signed on. I imagine he signed on with a view to there being something big in his future. So a title run or a Money in the Bank or the Royal Rumble, something like that. So I would put that on. Yeah, I'd put put the belt on Kevin Owens, um, the US title. I wouldn't be against Damian Priest having a, a really long run with it. I think he's awesome. Um Bron Breaker, if he ends up on Raw, I'm going to cheat a bit and say Bron Breaker on SmackDown as well. It really depends on where he goes. I'd rather see him on SmackDown. I think they need him more. So we'll, we'll keep him for the IC title. Um, although I'd like it to be Sheamus as well because he deserves to be a Grand Slam winner. So yeah, fuck it. We'll have Bron Breaker on Raw, US champion. We'll have Sheamus on SmackDown as the IC champion. I think that works. Um, <clears throat> Raw tag team champions... It's time to inject some new blood. Let's bring up MSK. Bring up MSK from NXT 2.0. Um, <clears throat> the fact that they've been mixing it up with Riddle down in NXT, I think that might be sort of like, you know what I mean? Sort of hinting that they might be might be resurrecting that on the main roster in, in some capacity. So I'd love to see them come up incredibly talented. They need to get away from NXT and get away from that toxicity that's going over there with Izzy and her parents and all that fucking mess. Um, so yeah, they'd be my tag champs and raw women's champion do, 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 Bianca. You know, after after what happened at SummerSlam with the whole Becky thing, I, I would really like to see her get another run. I'm a huge, huge fan of of Bianca. Um, <clears throat> and as a backup to Bianca, I'd say Rhea. Rhea Ripley has been treated terribly on the main roster so far. So yeah, I'd love to see her get another chance. Um, over on SmackDown, 
Universal Champion. I imagine it's going to be Drew, and I'd be quite happy for it to be Drew. He's been out of the title scene for long enough. He deserves to win the title in front of fans after obviously missing out on doing that at WrestleMania because of COVID, the pandemic, um, and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. Already said my IC champion. SmackDown Women's Champion. Hmm. That's a bit harder. Who's who's there at the minute? You got you got Sasha versus Charlotte. I'm getting a bit fed up of that. Seeing just yet another recycled title feud. Uh, <clears throat> it'll be very good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm just not not bothered about seeing it again. Um, maybe it's time to call somebody up from NXT. Raquel Gonzalez. I'd love to see Cora Jade, but I think it's, it might be a little bit too soon for her. I think Raquel makes sense. Uh, uh, bring bring another powerhouse over. You've already got Rhea on Raw. Bring one over to SmackDown. Maybe we'd see them collide again. They were awesome in, in NXT together when they collided in that street fight uh, last year sometime. Um, <clears throat> and the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Probably just the Usos. Keep it on the Usos forever. That's fine. Or swap it between the Usos and, and the New Day, like, like they always do. I'm, I'd be quite happy with that. Quite happy if they were to fight forever. Um, tell you what, I'll throw two more in. 24-7 champion. Need to try and get some interest back in that because it was a lot of fun in the early days, and especially when our truth and Drake Maverick were involved. Um, I'd like to see it get elevated to somebody like The Miz. Somebody who's probably coming towards the end of their career, maybe the last few years, their their twilight. Um, put it on somebody who can who can make it feel a bit more than just a pointless comedy title. You know, the Miz can do it all. He's very he's very Kevin Owens in that respect. Um, so yeah, do something a bit different. Make it feel a bit more like it matters, like it's an actual championship. Um, and then King of the Ring as well. I would do Queen of the Ring as well. I think Queen of the Ring would really fit Alexa. Her, her character as the bitchy heel queen would be incredible. Um, and King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Man, they did such a bad job with King Corbin, and I love Baron Corbin. It's hard, it's hard to picture it being good again. Um, it's been all right with King Woods, uh, but the fact that they've kept him in the tag title scene sort of makes it feel a bit null and void for me at the, at the moment. Who would I put it on? Sod it. Put it on somebody like Ricochet. Give him a bit of a, a shine and a spotlight before he inevitably leaves at the end of his contract. So there we go. Awesome. Dio, thank you very much for that question, buddy. That was brilliant. I'm going to make sure I didn't do it on the first q and I'm going to make sure to have little um, screenshots of each question come up so that you can see all of these awesome followers that I've got and drop them a follow while you're at it as well. I really enjoy this. I'm going to try and do it a little bit more often, maybe, maybe once or twice a month. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And please drop a comment as well below and let me know what your answers would be or ask me more questions for next time. You know, I always pay attention always pay attention and value what you guys have got to say and your thoughts and feelings on things i love having a discussion about things as well so if you agree with me let me know if you think i'm an idiot and i got them all wrong please let me know that as well they're the comments i really enjoy um guys it's been brilliant it's been a blast thank you so much everybody for your questions thank you so much everybody for watching or for listening please hit subscribe please hit follow depending on where you've watched or listened to this and i look forward to seeing you again next time on it's my wrestling podcast This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.